there you go. One relic and one Clive Marshall Deluxe Scented Candle gift box. Thank you. Do keep checking in the website for me special offers, won't you? Yeah, I will do. Thanks ever so much. Bye. Right. So, Death, it's help you're after, is it? Aye, Jean. Well, next time you come a-calling, do you mind making an appointment first? As you can see, I have the needs of a very demanding clientele to deal with. Uh. Okay. And if you could avoid slapping me in front of one of the devotees, that would also be appreciated. Right. You look very professional, see? Being whacked in the face, does it? My clientele have a high degree of reverence towards me, and I would like to maintain... Jean, please. I haven't got time for this. I'm being shadowed by special ops. Special ops? Yes. But look, never mind about them. Look, what I need you to do is to extract Neil and Co. from an afterlife option called Alpine Adventure. Oh, Neil, eh? Haven't heard from him for a while. And I was wondering what sort of mischief he was getting up to. Yes, well, somehow he's managed to break into a place that he has no right to be in. Oh, well, there's no surprise there. He really can't be trusted, that one, you know. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's caused all manner of problems for me back at head office. And right now, I can't afford to give those special op bastards any further excuse to... life, you say? So he's gone and got himself killed, has he? Oh, 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 that's typical of him, that is. Oh, yes, that's just typical of me. No, it's not quite like that. He and the others have managed to sneak their way illegally into this place. Who are these others, then? What good people has Neil been corrupting with his selfish and wanton ways? Well, a couple of Blackstone staff members and, brace yourself, Jean, your beloved Clive. Clive? Yes. This is your opportunity to bring him home, Jean. Clive. Great news, eh? With your help, he'll be back in your loving embrace. Uh, well, well, what about me brand? Brand? Yes. I, I, I mean all of this. What? You mean the scented candles and T-shirts? No, not just that. The whole immersive experience. The shrine, the incense and my bespoke Clive Marshall iconography. Oh, dear. I I mean, this uh, picture of Clive with the lamb, dove and the fishes took me ages to make. Ages? Really? Yes. Crayon and cheese is a very demanding mixed media. You try applying a decent lacquer to it. But, Jean, rather than this crude representation of him... Don't you want the real flesh and blood Clive back? Don't you long to hold and kiss him again? Well, yes, of course I do. Only, well, it's with the sort of turnover I'm generating at the moment, it won't be long before I can upgrade me bedrooms. In fact, I might soon be able to afford a fully functioning S&M dungeon for the Red Room. OK. Well, what about Neil? Don't you want to see him again? Not really. Good riddance to that useless turd, I say. <sighs> However, I do have my needs, Death. My Clive was very, very good at satisfying those aching, burning needs. I am sure he was. So will you do it? Look, you're the only one I know who could persuade them to return. All right. Seeing as you didn't take Clive's soul before, I guess I owe you. Oh, Great. And it would be nice to be pummeled hard from behind by Clive's sweaty meat grinder again. Oh, <laughs> yes, how I've missed that, I have. Uh, yes. Neil, do you not want to give it another go? Uh, no, thanks. 
Do you know, I thought that by being here, my days of physical pain were behind me, but, uh, you know, apparently not. It seems such a shame. I mean, one of the big attractions of this option was the all-season skiing, wasn't it? Oh, well, yes, I thought it could be quite thrilling myself. But it turns out that I'm just completely shit at it. I mean, in a Platinum Afterlife package, how, how is that even possible? Surely, you know, it should be effortless and without even the faintest possibility of incurring multiple injuries. Yeah, about that. I was chatting to one of the monks and it is totally unprecedented, the whole not being good at skiing and suffering pain thing. His take on it is that either you're one desperately sad loser... Oh, charming. ...or that you were still holding on to unresolved issues from your earthly life. Like what? Well, that weird sadomasochistic dynamic with your mum, for example. Hang on, so so, so it's somehow my fault, is it, that, that things aren't working out here? If it is all to do with those mother issues, Neil, you've just got to move on. Let it all go and take a big, long... Shit? No, Neil. I was going to say, you need to fully open yourself up and release all that negative... Go there! Uh, quick warning, bird. If you are about to segue into some of your chanty breathing exercise type bullshit, I might just be compelled to throttle you. All right, calm down. Anyway, for what it's worth, Neil, I think there could be a third reason. Oh, do tell. The universe may have some unfinished business for you to attend to before you're able to find true peace. Oh, you mean something like that God's Mission bollocks, you mean? Well, yes... Quite possibly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ready for another tumble, Neil? Oh, fuck off, Clive. Oh, Neil, you really shouldn't use language like that here. It's so out of keeping with the ethos and the vibe of this place. Tasman's right, Neil. Everything's so chillaxed and mellow around here. You've just got to get with the monk's groove, dude. Don't you do me, Clive. And, 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 and as for those hippie monks, if I hear one more mention of the, the four noble truths, uh, mindfulness or being totally stoked with enlightenment, then I will be violently sick all over some pristine powder. All right. Hi, all. Oh, my God. How, like, lit are these slopes? I know. I'm completely addicted to the adrenaline rush, and it's so cool that we never get tired. Either on or off the slopes, eh, Tasman? <laughs> oh, yes, Clive. Our lovemaking sessions have gone stratospheric since we got here. <laughs> All right, no need to bang on about it. Bang on about it. Nice one, Neil. Anyway, I thought this place was meant to be free of all that sort of thing. Whoops. Guess not, Neil. Speaking of which, has anyone seen that really fit monk in those tight-fitting robes? Oh, yeah. He's leading a yoga class over by the infinity pool. Oh, right. Well, as I've not got, like, anything in the diary for, like, forever... <laughs> I think I might go over and watch him do some bending. <laughs> Mum! Right, you lot. It's time to get you home. Jean, uh, how on earth... Hello, Clive. Have you missed me? Well, uh, of course, but what are you doing here? I'm on a mission from death. Apparently, none of you should be here. It's against the rules or something. Well, I'm not going anywhere. I really like it here. Me neither. Clive and I are totally settled here, aren't we, darling? Uh... Darling, did you just call my Clive darling? Yes, I did. And I'm sorry, but he's not your Clive anymore. We're an item now. Is this true, Clive? Well, Jean, um, you and I were never strictly exclusive, were we? Yes, we were. Well, what about Terry the Postman or that RAF pilot? Those two? That's not love. That's scratching a carnal itch. 
Though in Terry's case, of course, it did literally become an angry-looking itch down there in me, you know, yes, to remember. Uh, oh, dear Okay, me. Jean. But with you, my gorgeous, gorgeous man, it was and has always been a once-in-a-lifetime passion. A meeting not just of our hungry loins, but also of curious and inquiring minds. Well, I suppose we do have this sort of... Hold on, me love. I haven't quite finished my spiel. Oh, sorry, Jean. Do carry on. Thank you. <clears throat> of yearning souls drawn moth-like towards each other's flickering candles. Okay, I'm done. Well, it's true we have always had a powerful and elemental connection. Nonetheless, Clive has moved on now. But, Tasman, what about that thing you said about there being no forbidden fruit in Clive's dirty green finger garden? Oh, sod off, Neil. I really didn't mean it. Yeah, thought so. Come on, Clive. Come to Jeannie's lip factory of love. <laughs> Clive, what are you doing? Sorry, Tasman. I'm finding I can't resist. Right. Everyone in the taxi, we're getting out of here. I'm so not. Come here, you. Oh! Get off me! Get off my hair, you disgusting, horrible little woman! Don't touch me! Look, Neil, you and I, we could stay, we could try again. I don't think so, Tasman. Um, Alpine adventure might be heaven for you, but uh, it's been a shattering disappointment for me. So, I'm off home. Get in, you stupid woman! Well, I'm not going. Clive, Neil, for your information, I'm going to go and find that fit monk with the ripped bod and give him a right... Oh! Get off my hair! Oh, that really, really hurts! Well, it will hurt, my dear, unless you stop struggling. Now, come on! Oh, get off! All this dazzling snow is doing weird things to my sinuses. Get off! Oh! Hey, are you okay? I want to stay! Go fuck yourself, slaphead. (laughs) I'm sorry. What did you say? You heard my mum, Baldy. Why don't you just give yourself a good hard seeing to? All right. So why can't I travel up front with you in the golden chariot? Because, as I explained to you earlier, the director wants me in the first wave of the expeditionary force doing my big I am thing. When things settle down, you can pop over and get to know the locals on a more intimate basis. So, once again, I'm taking all the risks on the ground. The risks will be minimal, Jesus. And where have I heard that phrase before? Oh, yes, it was just before you sent me down to be flayed and nailed to a couple of planks of wood. I've told you, that won't happen again. I've already had Elijah's chariot dusted down and serviced. It'll swoop down and bring you back safely if things get uh, tricky. And why can't Ryan do it this time? As before, Ryan's role will be in the third phase. Yeah, the easy bit, you mean. It's not easy. It has its own inherent demands. What, like wafting amorphously around, making people feel a bit warm and fuzzy? I could do that. Well, in a very real sense, of course, you will be doing it. We are a trinity, aren't we? Three in one, one in three. Yeah, but that's easy to say when you're not the one watching your lifeblood ooze slowly out of a dozen holes. Where was Ryan then, eh? He was there, as he is everywhere. Oh, right, yeah, so he's here now, is he? Yes, uh, he's right behind you. Hello. Jesus. Sorry, didn't mean to spook you. Hello, Ryan. Freak. While we're on the subject, why does Ryan get to be called the Holy Spirit and I'm just Jesus Christ? Well, Christ means the Messiah, the Anointed One. That's quite an impressive moniker, isn't it? 
Oh, why can't we swap for a bit? That would be fair. I could be Jesus' spirit, and he could be Holy Christ. Well, um, I think that would only confuse people, Jesus. Right, and the three-in-one trinity thing doesn't. Sorry to bust in like this, but God, we need your help. Help? Yes, Ruby and your elf friends are in a very compromising position. Ruby and the elves? Please, come quickly. Right, will do. So, Ryan, about my mother. Yes. Did you really? Sorry, got to go now. Um, catch you later. Ta-ta. Dinner at six, Mr. Taylor. And don't be late. Oh, uh, sure, Mum. And I presume I can move back into my room now? Oh, yes, I suppose you can. Oh, well, there dies yet another dream of mine. Right, Clive. <laughs> We've got some catching up to do. <laughs> oh, before we hit the mattress, Jean, I should probably let my friends and family know that I'm not actually dead. Oh, you'll have plenty of time to do that afterwards, Clive. I'm very sorry, but after all these excitements, I need a jolly good seeing to. Driver? See you, please. Ah, oh, Blackstones. I tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good to be back. Oh, God. I'd forgotten how grey and dreary Eastwater is. I can't believe I'll never breathe that exhilarating alpine air again. Or lech over those monk hunks while luxuriating in their, like, bottomless pools of wisdom. It's all very depressing. Oh, come on, Tracy. You'll enjoy it once you get back into the swing of things. I tell you, the, the old folk of Eastwater have certainly missed you. Oh, God. The crinklers in their piss-stained, easy white clothes. Still, I suppose it beats limbo or being waterboarded by those nutters in Cosmos. Oh, my God! What's happened to the shop? It's, like, turned into a, like, garden centre. <coughs> Maybe we've stumbled back into a parallel universe. I mean, let's face it, Mum's sense of direction has never been that great. What I don't understand, the rest of the high street looked the same. Neil, Tracy, Tasman, you're back. Is that really you, Brian? Of, of course it's me. Who else would it be? Oh, never mind. Where have you been? In fact, where have you all been? Well, it's, uh, it's a long, long story, Brian. Go on then, try me. Or have you got something to hide? What? Well, it does seem very odd that just after those policemen interviewed you, you mysteriously disappeared, only to resurface a few weeks later with both Tasman and Tracy. Weeks? I've, I've been gone weeks. I bet those policemen will be interested to hear your long story, Neil. Maybe it's the story of how you took Tracy and Tasman hostage and did bad things to them in your perv cave. Perv cave? What the fuck are you talking about, Brian? I bet you've got one down under the cliffs, far away from prying eyes. Right, that's it, Brian. I'm going to relieve you of the true crime section. Well, you can't, because that section doesn't exist anymore. Blackstones only now sells things to do with gardens. Why is that, Brian? Because there's a new sheriff in town, Tasmin. That's why. Follow me and I'll introduce you. Come in. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Greg. How are you both doing? Good, thanks, Brian. Oh, my word! 
Where on earth have you three been? Hi, Greg. Um, like I said to Brian, it's a, it's, a, it's a long story. And one that I think those policemen will be very interested in hearing, Greg. Well, they're both dead, Brian, so I doubt they'll be that interested anymore. Oh, my God. How do you know they're dead? Have you done away with them? What the... And what about those children you were hugging in the stock cupboard? What's happened to them, hey? Nothing. And anyway, they aren't children, Brian. They're... They're, uh... Elves? Well, um... Brian, perhaps you ought to get back on the floor now. Okay, but be careful with this one. He really cannot be trusted. So, like, are you the new manager? Yes, that's right. Hannah has completely transformed this shop. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tracy. You definitely showed promise, but Hannah, well, she's been an utter godsend. Thank you, Greg. Still, I couldn't have done it without your support and vision. Sure, I get that. But it's not a bookshop anymore. No, Neil. It's, uh, uh, what was that description you came up with, Hannah? Oh, uh, Garden Emporium. That's it. Garden Emporium. But Eastwater has a garden centre. Ah, but you're not listing again, Neil, are you? Garden Emporium, as in Empire. As in, staggeringly popular and profitable. So, what about our jobs? Sorry, Tasmin. We don't need you. Or Tracy and Neil. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad you're not dead in a ditch somewhere. But uh, Hannah's managed to find some great replacements. And I tell you, not only are they extremely hardworking and knowledgeable, they're also incredibly cheap. Right. Well, I guess that's a win-win for you then, Greg. Yep, certainly is. Right. I've got to dash. Great seeing you all again, but I guess this is goodbye and good luck. And Neil, you really are going to need all the luck in the world to find a new job. (laughs) Well, this is a bit awkward. So, Neil, still, like, glad to be back, are you? Well, uh, no, it's not exactly how I thought things would pan out. That's just the final nail for me now, that is. Heartbroken and now jobless. Still, uh, you know, it has all been quite an adventure, hasn't it? Eh? Oh, fuck fuck off, Neil. Anyway, um, I better be getting on. These invoices won't process themselves, eh? Yes, well, we'll leave you to it. (coughs) Neil, the book. What book? Oh, that book. Shit, um, yeah. Uh, Oh, excuse me, Hannah. Yes? Um... Uh, do you mind if I pick up a couple of things from the stock cupboard before I go? Uh, uh oui. I, I, I mean, yes, of course. Thanks. Oh, fucking hell, where is it? Oh, dear, hang on. Oh, fuck, where is it? Bloody hell! Neil! Death! What, what are you doing here? Are you all back, then? Oh, yeah, uh, yes. A mum did a very thorough job. Oh, well, that's a relief. But how on earth did you get there in the first place? Well, as I as I keep saying to everyone, it's it's a long, long story. Oh, well, in that case, another time. We've got more urgent matters to attend to. Well, what now? The Book of Life, Neil. Do you know if it's still secure? Um, not a hundred percent. Well, what does that mean? Well, you see, I I put it on this shelf here, and and it doesn't doesn't seem to be here in. Anymore. Oh, God, was that your idea of hiding it away, Neil? Just popping it on a shelf? Well, I did tuck it in behind a couple of folders. Why didn't you put it in the safe? You didn't tell me to. You just said keep it in the bookshop. But it's the book of life, Neil. Did it not cross your mind to put it under lock and key? Did I really need to spell it out to you as if you were some wee toddler? And a thick as shite one at that to be... Right, keep your hair on. I mean, it must be around here somewhere. 
Um, hang on. So, so anyway, what's with what's with all the panic then? The cleaner. He somehow infiltrated the shop. The cleaner. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, hang on. Uh, oui. I, I, I mean, yes, of course. What is that? I think he's next door. So what sort of compromising position are they in exactly? Oh, I'm afraid very compromising, God. It is one of those situations where only the creator himself could help, if you get my drift. If you go through that door, you will see for yourself. All right. So, where are you going? I have to get something from the observation room. I will join you soon. Okay. Ooh, this place seems familiar. God! Oh, thank goodness you found us. Is that you, Ruby? Yes. It's me and the elves. Hello, Hello, God. God. I'm afraid we're in a bit of bother. Yes, I I can see that. Who put you all in that cage? It was the professor, under the orders of the director. But why? Listen, Ruby, I'll go and find him and get to the bottom of all this. (laughs) Actually, God, do you mind helping us first? This cage keeps moving down towards the water. Oh, Oh. All right. Yes, of course. There it is again. Gosh, it's huge. Look at the size of its teeth. It's just circling around there waiting for us. Oh, yes, God. And then there's that creature below us. I think it's rather hungry. Oh, goodness me. Crumbs. Shall I release the pterodactyls, Director? No. Let's keep them in reserve and see how the old fool initially reacts. Oh! Ah! Oh, Not again! Ah! Sorry to nag, God, but do you think you could speed up the rescue plan? Ah! Yes, of course. I was just trying to work out the best way forward. Well, don't overthink it, God. Just tap into your gut instinct. Gut instinct? Okay, here we go. God, how is that meant to help us? Sorry, Ruby. I'm a bit out of practice. It was weird when you summoned them up in Egypt. It's even weirder now. Please stop it. Oh, I'll get rid of them straight away. Uh, let me try something else. God, what's this? A plague of sheep? Oh, goodness. I'm getting all confused. Frogs and sheep? What on earth is God up to? A plague of sheep is unprecedented and very strange, but at least God has form when it comes to frogs. Oh, yes. I remember now. It was when he got seriously stroppy with Pharaoh. This is at least within the ballpark of Wrath and Fury. Perhaps now the pterodactyl's director. All right, Professor. Let's give it a shot. Perhaps we can still shake some proper pyrotechnics out of him. Releasing the pterodactyls. Oh no, we're under attack! What do we do? Quick, everyone, get away from the bars. God, will you please concentrate? Flying dinosaurs is the last thing we need right now. We just need you to get us out of this cage. But I didn't conjure them up, Ruby. This is the work of the professor and director, and I tell you, it's really beginning to get my goat. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. 
Creature. Oh, that's it. I've had enough of this. Look, ma'am, it appears to be working at last. God is really starting to look pretty riled up. Is he really hopping from one foot to the other? Yes. I thought hopping mad was just an expression, but there you go. But I want to see fire and brimstone, Professor. We need to be able to go into this campaign with shock and awe, not noisy amphibians and sheep. Uh, campaign? You mean the Parallel Universe Battle Group expedition? Yes, okay, that. Pube? Uh, yes, pu- Go on, ma'am. Pube. Oh, grow up, Professor. <laughs> but I nearly got you that time. Of all the dead professors I could have hired. Look, the water has turned red. So? God must have turned it into blood. According to my research, he does that only when he's really getting miffed. Ah, so perhaps we're finally getting somewhere at last. Down there! Is that blood? Yes, I think so. It's part of God's old raft routine. Not that it's going to do us much good. What are you doing, Lily? I'm trying to pick this lock on the hatch. If we can open it, then we could climb to safety up that chain. Good plan. Ah! How's it going, Lily? We're almost in the water. Right, I've done it. Right, everyone. Give the hatch a good eve. Okay, Ruby, you go first. No, Douglas. You elves go first while I hold off this brute. Ah! We're in the water! Off. Well, with what? My stilettos. What a huge roving. Oh. Don't pick it and it with your shoes is going to help. Come on, don't argue. Get going. Right, go on, Lily. You and I will be right behind you. Okay. Take that. Do you think we should pull up the cage a bit? It is very courageous of Ruby to take on that creature with just her footwear. But I can't see it ending well for her. No. Let's hold our nerve for a bit longer. Look at God. He's definitely on the cusp of some proper anger. Clear off! Go on! Bail for you! Come on, Ruby. We're safe now. Climb through the hatch and onto the chain. Right here. Here I come! I think as far as Ruby goes, that might be game over. Yes, the cage has been completely destroyed. Still, at least the elves are still in one piece. Perhaps we could try again with them at a later date. Yes, uh, though I'm not sure God will play ball a second time around. Not after what has just happened to Ruby. No, you could be right. And dreadfully disappointing. Poor Ruby. And poor God. Those two were inseparable, weren't they? Douglas, you said that no one else would be ripped apart. And now look! I know, I know. It's like Sandra all over again, but I haven't got her foot. 
last. There's the almighty god we've been waiting for. <laughs> Look at him go. Yes, it worked. My experiment has worked. Oh, it's like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. <laughs> yes. So I presume we'll quickly move on to phase two now then, Professor? Um, phase two? Yes, the phase where you help God to channel this reawakened power into a finely tuned weapon. Right, that phase two. Uh, to be honest, Director, I have only really been focused on the first bit. What? But can't you see what sort of power has been unleashed? This situation needs to be carefully marshaled. Otherwise... You two! Quick, Director! The emergency exit! Ha! You can run, but you cannot hide. Vengeance will be mine. Vengeance will be mine. Right, you. The game's up. Where's the book? You. I haven't got your ruddy book. And even if I did, I wouldn't... Not you. You. Me? No, that's Tracy, Death. Oh, Death? What? As in... Uh, yes, Tracy, the Grim Reaper. I, like, always thought that Death would be... A man. Yes, I get that a lot. Anyway. And someone who spoke with, like, a, you know, nice crisp English accent or something, you know. Proper RP. Not, like, regional. Oh, well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Tracy. And shouldn't you have, like, some some sort of farming equipment? Farming equipment? What, like a tractor? No, that big carved blady type thing. A scythe? Yeah, Neil, that's right. A scythe thingamajig. I don't need a scythe thingamajig to do my job. I'm not sure that I agree. I think, really, it could help with, like, your brand identity. Brand identity? Look, no offence, Tracy, but I can see why Cosmos bundled you off to limbo. Well, that's a bit rude, isn't it? Hi, I'm Hannah. Can I help at all? Yes, you can, Hannah, a.k.a. the cleaner. You can give me the Book of Life. The Book of Life? Uh, sorry, but I'm a bit confused. Oh, drop the pretense. I know who you are. Well, well, well. aren't you the clever detective, Death? So, we meet again. Like, what is going on? I recognise you from that time on the pier. Yes, pleased to see you again, Tasmin. And let me say, I would never have zapped you like that. It was tremendously rude of death. Rude? It wasn't a time for good manners, Cleaner, and you know it. She was about to destroy the book. Well, if I had known you were going to send me to that ghastly place, I would have given you the stupid book. Right, so where is it? Je ne sais pas. Don't give me that Gallic shrug of the shoulders bullshit. Is it here or have you already handed it over? Honestly, I don't know where I put it. I've been so busy, you see, with running the shop. What? Surely being this Hannah character was just a ruse to retrieve the book. Originally, we, oui. But then, Greg offered me the job of manager and I took to running this place like, uh, how you say, a duck to the water. Yes, it's certainly an amazing transformation. Oh, thank you, Tracy. I have always harbored a desire to have my own garden emporium. It is like a dream come true. Oh, look, there is the book. The Book of Life? Where? Under my desk. Uh, I remember now. I must have used it to stop the desk from wobbling. Oh, yes, that used to really annoy me. Bien sûr. You get up, it wobbles, and your tea spills. But now, no longer. So, are you going to let me take it, then? Uh, D'accord. Here's the deal, Death. 
you can have the book on two conditions. One, you keep my whereabouts a secret from Cosmos. Aye, I can do that. On the second? You find something else to stop my desk from wobbling. Did you hear that? Aye, sounds like someone else has come through the black hole. Oh, shit. It could be special ops. And they followed me here. Special ops. Oh, merde. What do we do? There's nothing we can do, Neil. If it's them, then I'm afraid it's game over. I'd better I'd slip back the end of my mask. Director? Death. What are you doing here? So you're the director? Yes. Oh, and you must be the infamous Neil Taylor. I recognise you from your file. Oh, God, not you again. You're like the last person I want to see right now. I assure you, Tracy, the feeling is mutual. Oh, yeah, and thanks, Professor, for, like, dobbing me in it. Uh, It was nothing personal. I was only doing my duty, Tracy. Like, whatever. So, you first, Death. Why are you here? I've come to borrow a book. A book? Is that a joke? No joke. Because of Nia's special relationship with Death, we let him borrow books from the shop. Head office wouldn't approve, but, you know, they're a long way from Eastwater and we... Yes, thank you, whoever you are. Blackstone's manager. Right, is that so? Your turn then, Director. Actually, Death, it's none of your business why myself and the Professor are here. (laughs) Perhaps they're having an affair and this is like a a dirty weekend away. I beg your pardon? It's not beyond the realms of possibility, though, is it, ma'am? What? I'm just saying from a purely empirical, scientific point of view, we could, you know, be having an illicit affair. Have you lost your mind, Professor? Well, we have been spending a lot of time together and we do have certain important things in common, like... (coughs) What the...? Come out, come out, wherever you are. Who is that? Sounds like God. (coughs) Come on, let's get downstairs. Come out, come out. Oh, my. He's completely lost the plot. What? Like, what's he doing? I mean, this is awful. He's, like, smashing up the whole high street. I can't believe this is the same sweet old man we had in the shop that day. What on earth's happened to him, Neil? Search me. I've I've never seen him like this before. Any ideas, Death? Uh, no. But I reckon these two might have an inkling. What are you implying, Death? Oh, come on. When was the last time you just popped down to Earth, eh? Seems very strange that within a few minutes of you arriving, God turns up spitting nails and trashing Eastwater. I know you're in there, Director. Hiding behind your human shields. Why don't you step out onto the street so we can sort this out one-on-one? Right. Out with it, Director. What exactly have you done? There was an accident with Ruby. Shit! Is she dead? I'm afraid so. Oh no! Poor Ruby! No wonder God's lost it. Those two had a unique, unbreakable bond. He must be devastated. Accident? What kind of accident? Does it matter what kind of accident? Well, if it concerns Ruby, then yes, it does. All right. One involving a mishap with a cage. A cage? And some pterodactyls. Pterodactyls? Yes, some pterodactyls were also present. And don't forget the big sea monster with those enormous teeth. What the... All right, Professor. Let's not bore everyone with the details. Suffice to say, Ruby either drowned, got eaten, or a bit of both. Happy now, Death? Oh, 
over the moon, Director. That's fantastic news about your direct involvement in the death of God's loyal and irreplaceable PA. Who said I was directly involved? No one. But why else would God have transformed into a rampaging and avenging deity intent on doing you some serious damage? Director, if you don't step out very soon, I will bring down fire and sulfur upon you right where you stand. Oh crap, that puts us all at ground zero. Oh no, what about my beautiful shop? What on earth? Fuck. Oh well... I suppose the cat is out of the bag now, as you say. Cleaner, I was wondering why you hadn't reported back. The book, did you find it? I wouldn't worry about the book right now, Director. I'd focus on God. He's blinded with grief and anger. Not the most stable combination for an omnipotent force on the warpath. Well, I'm hardly going to talk to him while he's in this sort of mood. Perhaps when he's calmed down a bit, we... Look at him! He's not going to bloody calm down! Not till he's had this out with you. Neil, maybe this is it. Your unfinished business. Hey, what are you talking about, Bird? You know, the reason why you struggled so much in the Alpine adventure. Perhaps everything has been leading to this. Your one opportunity to fulfil God's mission. What? You mean I need to kill the director? Oh, Neil, not that. God's mission was for you to go out and do good things in the world. Well, in the face of all this collateral damage, defusing a cosmic bust-up between God and the Director would certainly tick that box. The bird's got a point, Neil. After all, you can't die, but Tasman, Tracy and all the customers in this shop can. You just need to talk God off the ledge, that's all, Neil. He knows you. He respects you. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go that far, bird. But just think, Neil, if the seagull's right... This unfinished business could be the final obstacle between you and a happy afterlife ending. I'm not quite sure. I mean, he does seem really, really pissed off right now. Neil! Miranda! Thomas! You shouldn't be here, in the shop. Not today. So what's going on? It's bad, Miranda. Very, very bad. Dad, is this the end of the world? Am I going to die? No, Thomas. You're not going to die. No one is. Not on my watch. Where are you going? To fulfil my mission. Hey, good luck. Good luck, Neil. Good luck, hey, Neil. Good luck. Good for it, Neil. Be careful. Don't let us Give die. Give it your best shot. God, it's me, your protégé, Neil Taylor. What do you want? Just to talk. That, that's all. Now's not really a good time for me, Neil. Please, God, I, I think I can help defuse this situation. But I don't want it diffused. I want to annihilate someone. Wipe them off the face of the universe. Sure, sure, I, 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 I get that, God. I, I really do. But perhaps we could just bring the temperature down, you know, a, a bit on... on and... Oh, do fuck off, Neil. So, that could have gone better. Aye, God really isn't in a mood to chat, is he? Mum, is Dad dead? Oh, God, I think he might be. Oh, Thomas, I'm so sorry. Oh, could I have that electric scooter then? I think it would really help with my sadness. Yes, of course you can, Thomas. Add some money towards counselling. Well, uh, yes. Cash for that would be good, but I also accept most forms of cryptocurrency. Um, okay... Whatever helps you get through this. Great. Thanks, Bob. All right, Director. 
I will count to ten, and if you haven't stepped out by then, I will rip open the heavens and bring down such fire and brimstone on you that Eastwater will be erased, not just from the map, but from time itself. Ten. Right, Professor. To the black hole. Nine. Not so fast, Director. Eight. Is that a scythe? Seven. Aye, it's my emergency travel size. Six. Rarely gets any use these days. Five. But I assure you, it's still incredibly sharp. Four. So we're all going down together then, are we? Three. Looks that way. Two. Dad, stop. Jesus. This isn't you. Don't do this. But... They murdered Ruby. I know, I know. But all this wanton destruction, it's just... It's not who you really are. You're a god of peace. Not vengeance. War. Oh, Jesus. You're right. I let my grief unlock my old wrathful self. It should have stayed buried in the past where it belonged. I know that now. Look, sorry everyone. Sorry about all the mess. Come on, son. Let's get back home and have a nice cup of tea. Great idea, Dad. Uh... I've just got to quickly do something, but I'll be right behind you. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. And once again, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Well, I think we all owe you a big thanks, Jesus. Yes, thank you. You really are exceptionally good at these interventions. Being on the ground, getting your hands dirty, as it were. Well, I appreciate that. But the truth is, Director... I'm even better at doing this. Voila! Oh, ho, ho, ho. bravo, Cleaner. Very impressive. Very impressive indeed. You've certainly reminded me of why I hired you in the first place. You've really saved the day. And us, Mom. Yes, of course. You saved our bacon just before it was going to be well and truly fried. Well, thank you, Madame Director. But you know, I wasn't going to just stand by and watch my beautiful emporium go up in smoke. Oh no, oh no. So that was pretty mad, wasn't it? <laughs> Tell me about it. Don't know about you, but I'm just exhausted. Look, sorry it didn't work out with Tasman. Well, yeah, like you say, plenty more fish, eh? So what are you going to do now for work? Dunno. Although, I might drop my CV off at that new bookshop in the mall. Right. Well, where the shot? Yeah, that's what I thought. What the hell? Corundial of the Seraphim. Jeez. Special Ops. You are under arrest. Arrest? For what? Multiple charges, including grand larceny, identity fraud, breaking and entering, vulgar language, inappropriate and excessive defecation, and, most grievous of all, Behaviour unbecoming of a member of the most high and holy Seraphim Council. Oh, fucking bloody bollocks. Eternal Strife was written, directed and recorded by Bruce Windward and featured the voices of Angela McIntosh, Mark Crozer, Simon Hook, James Pepper, Katie Southwell and Bruce Windward. Music and sound design by Bruce Windward.